So welcome to Season of Change, Transforming Your Life Through the Power in the Word of God. I am your host, Evangelist Jeremiah Joseph from Nigeria, and I have my guest here tonight, Tess Scott from Canada. Welcome from United States, L from Canada, Ontario. You're welcome to Season of Change platform. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much. This uh, Right now, we'll be discussing on life, or life is not perfect. Mm. Yes, Scott will be telling us, or will be giving us more details, what makes life not to be perfect, what is the promises of God concerning life, and how we are to live according to the promises of God. Mm-hmm. So, Ted, how do you come about this topic? Well, I I always say that I'm a Christian speaker, an author, and a black sheep turned Jesus girl. You know, meaning that my life in the past, I've been married four times, four, twice to the same guy. Last time we got divorced for three years, we were apart. My husband came back. God God reconciled our relationship and we got remarried. That's how good our God is. That's how good he is. But life is never perfect. So right after that, about three weeks after our wedding, I was diagnosed with cancer. So our first year of our marriage, I thought it was going to be, you know, very nice, romantic, fun, you know, all the, you know, new, newlyweds again. Um, But actually it was surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, cancer, and all of that. So, you know, I was disappointed. It wasn't exactly what anybody would want. But through that, God did amazing things. And this is what he's been teaching me that he is moving through the things that I don't like at the time. It's not the things that I would ask for or hope for, but even in that God is refining me. That's what he does. He refines us and he makes us more like him and it's worth it. At the time, if you ask me what I say, Hey, is this great? Is what what's happening? Is this a fun road? I would have said, no, (laughs) I don't want it to happen again, man. But But I can see if I look back that God was in it. Wow, that's great. You really have a very tough time in your life. Mm. But I thank God that God sees you through Mm. it. So you want to make us to understand, you are making us to understand that all what you've passed through that made you to see that life is not perfect. Why do you think that life is not perfect? Well, because there's sin in the world. There's, you know, there's, yeah, there's sin in the world. That's why life is not perfect in my eyes. The things that are happening are not things that I want to see or want to happen. But like I said, that's what refines us. That's, there has to be a lot of heat in the fire to refine us. Otherwise we just stay like we are. I don't want to stay like I am. I want to be more and more like Jesus every day. You know, in order for something to be smooth, it has to rub against something that's rough to rub off those rough edges. You know, I have a lot of rough edges. I can be really prickly sometimes, but I don't want to stay that way. So sometimes there, you know, there has to be a little bit of sandpaper in there to uh, to uh, blend off or what's a good word for it to rub against me so that my rough edges are are gone. And the most important thing, this is the most important thing that I've learned over the last few years, I want to share it with you today, is fill your head with truth. That's it. 
because, and the only thing that we know to be true, like these are crazy wild years, 2023. I don't know about in your country, but in my country, it's cuckoo, man. And it's like crazy. And the only thing that I know to be true is this God's word. That's it. The Bible, because that never changes. It's the same yesterday. It was the same a hundred years ago, and it's going to be the same a hundred years from now. God never changes. God's word never changes. And it's always true. So when I want to know something, that's where I go. When I want to know who I am, what's my identity in Christ? I go to God's word and fill my head with that. Not with what's going on around me, you know, not with the media, not with social media, but with what is true. All what you've said now, are you telling us that we cannot live, life can never be perfect for anybody? Well, what's perfect? What's that mean? I mean that nobody, you said our life is not perfect. I mean, nobody can live a perfect life on this earth. Right. Yeah. I I think that's true. Do you think that's true? Yes. Yes. But we can live a perfect life in Christ alone. Wow, that's great. You said in some of your statement that God does not promise us promise us that life will be perfect non-easy. Why do you think so? Yeah, because I think he want his desire is for us to be close to him. What if God's desire is not for us to necessarily be happy in life, but to be more like him? He wants us to, like, if everything was just going along in your life, just skippity-boo, you know, you had everything you wanted and money and people and love and huge whatever, I don't even know what, whatever, it's different for everybody, then sometimes we would forget we need God. And the most important thing is that relationship. God has to continually remind me that I need him. I need him. That's the most important relationship in my life. So what you're trying to tell us now, with the riches, the money, the house, the exotic cars, Mm -hmm. life is not perfect with all these things. That's what I'm saying. It still wouldn't be perfect. But, you know, people are running after all these things to better, to make better living, to get better, to get money, to get rich and to live a good life. Do you think all those things cannot give them better life or perfect life? And then what? What about when that ends? What about when the last when you breathe your last breath, then what is going to matter? What car you drove, how much money you had in your bank account? None of those things are going to matter in the end. It might seem like it in the moment, you know, you're in the fancy car or whatever it is, but in the end, it's not going to matter. Only what matters eternally is what is what matters. Oh, that's great. So what did God promise us? Mm. Well, one of the things, yeah, I think there's a whole book of promises, but I think one thing is God promised us he would never leave us, you know, and I had to, whoops, I had to learn that um, because like I said, I've been divorced and uh, when my, the last time, 
that my husband left. I was following God. I thought I was doing all the things. I thought life was just going to be amazing. And um, that happened. I didn't know how to handle that. And I had my face in this green carpet of my bedroom for weeks after weeks, like just crying out to God, don't let this happen. Like, how could this happen now in my life? And later looking back, I realized that even during that time, God was right with me when my head was buried on the floor. You know, God never left me and he knew that this was for a good purpose. It was painful at the time, but it was for a good purpose in the end. So I can be thankful that that happened, even though I don't ever want it to happen again. You know, I didn't enjoy it, um, but I've been allowed to see that good things came out of it. And sometimes we're not, sometimes we don't see those things and we won't until we're with Jesus. Um, but sometimes he does allow us to see good things that come out of hard times. I know, you know, with all what you said, you say God promises that he will never leave us alone. Mm -hmm. But do you think that most of the time while we are in difficult periods, serious challenges, God is with us? Yes. How 100%. do we know that? How do we know that he is with us? Well, we know that because he says he is. He doesn't lie. You know, it says it in God's word. Everything in God's word is true. 100%. God says, I'll never leave you. He's always with you. He'll never leave you. So I just know that's true. Wow. So, mm -hmm. And you said again that he promises love. Did God promise us love? Love, like he loves us? Yes. Yes. So much. How do we experience the love of God? Hmm. Well, first, I know God loves me because he sent his son, his son to die. His son who was perfect to take on all of my sin from the past and all of the sin I will ever do. And he knew that at that moment on that cross, Jesus knew Tess Scott, I know all the sin that she's going to commit in her life, and I'm going to die right now to pay the price for that. Like, what greater love is there than that? Like, that just blows my mind. I think, you know, as a child, when I heard the Bible stories, I didn't, I wasn't able, because I was a child, to, to take it personally, like to think like Joseph Jeremiah's sin on that cross, Tess Scott's sin on that cross. But when you're an adult and you can really, um, I think, understand fully how bad that is, how terrible that is, then you understand the depth of the love of God for us. You know, a lot of people are passing a lot of through a lot of challenges and some have concluded to say there is no God. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in that word? I believe that people say that because they're so low, like, like there are, they're terrible times. There are terrible times. There's a lot of pain and, but, but there is a God, you know, I, that doesn't stop me from believing that there's a God because bad things happen. But. Do you think, uh, once People are passing through challenges mm -hmm. and they say such that there is no God. Do you think they are missing it or they are getting it right? When they say there's no God, they're missing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because God hasn't been revealed to them. They haven't seen him yet. So does, does you know, sometimes, uh, let me say this, sometimes some people give up. Yes. On God, but God is not giving up on them. That's right. Uh, one thing I, as a believer, uh, we've had a lot of people who said, why is God not this, doing this for me? God is not fair. Life is not fair. What is this? Do you want to tell me that no matter what they try, what they do, how they move, life can never be perfect with them, even without Christ or with Christ? It will be perfect. It's not going to be, well, depending what what is perfect. What is perfect? Is life going to be easy? Who was it ever easy for? I don't think God ever says, you know, um, I came to make your life easy. Look at the disciples. How about that for an example? Like there was no um, closer followers of Jesus than the people who walked with him and followed him. Were their lives easy? Mm-mm. No, their lives weren't easy. Our lives aren't easy because there's an enemy that's fighting against us all the time. But we have to pray for our friends and family who don't know Christ yet, that that the Holy Spirit will open their eyes and that they'll understand, that, they'll, that they will understand who God is. But you too, you said in your word now that Christ, we have a lot of enemy. Though we are Christians, we have a lot of enemy. But Christ made us to understand that he has overcome the world that we should fear not. Has he right. not conquered those enemies? Yeah, he conquers our, our he conquers our enemy. <laughs> it's so already done, right? We know that the that the war is already won, that God has already won it because Jesus already died and rose again and won the battle or the the war over death, sin and death. But there's still little battles because the enemy doesn't want to let go. So he wants to make you even though you are saved, you love Jesus, you accepted the gift of salvation, you are going to heaven when you die, and you are living for God right now. But there are going to be days that are hard because the enemy wants you to not be successful. He wants you to not tell other people about Jesus. He wants to make life hard for you. So, you know, he's still fighting. He's still fighting, but his time is short. But that doesn't mean God's not there. God's still there. God still wins in the end. So what you're trying to tell us that now as a Christian, we cannot live a free life or a perfect life. It's going to be hard. There's going to be hard days, but it is worth it. It's worth that's, it. That's that's on this earth. Every Christian must face challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that true? That's true. This is not. This is not our forever home, right? This earth. This is. I'm not living for my life at this house that I'm in. This is not. I don't want to spend my days thinking about, um, you know, the best way to make the most money, to decorate my house, to have the most expensive cars, which is good. Um, but it's good that that's not my goal. But I want more women to know about God, right? I want women who are already believing in Jesus. I want their lives to be on fire. I want them to be telling other people. I want them to be living in the in the power of God. That's the things that are going to matter in the end. That's great. That's great. So can you give 
people the possibility of living a perfect life with Christ? Well, we'll have a perfect life when we are with Jesus in heaven after we die on this earth. But we aren't going to have a perfect human life because we're human still. You know, like, what do you think a perfect life? When you say a perfect life, what, what would that look like? You know, uh, depending on the definitions that everyone individual had for it. Yeah. But some people believe perfect life is having a car, a good car, having a good wife, you have children, you have you are rich, mm -hmm. a very fat bank account, and you are enjoying the luxury of this world. Mm -hmm. but I believe even some Christians believe that that yeah. that is a perfect life. But you know, depending on what the perfect life is. To you, the definition is to you. But as for me, I believe perfect life is in Christ. Because he said in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life in abundance. Yes. That is a perfect life for me as a believer. That's, I'm talking about me, Joseph, Jeremiah. But for others, some people believe perfect life is having luxury, putting on good clothes, having your three square meal on your table eating a better food, living a good life. And once challenges come up, they would like to go back and tell you that Christ cannot offer me what I want, but Christ has abundance for us. Mm -hmm. So perfect life, depending on what you are, you define it, the definition you give to it. Mm -hmm. And what good is it to have this life that some would call a perfect life of um, money and cars and whatever, all the things, fancy clothes, you know, but then to have nobody that nobody in your family knows Jesus, or th there's just to not walk with God every day. I can't even, that would not be a perfect life. That would not be a perfect life. There's nothing worth that. Uh, what one thing I see about this world is this people love what is temporal, mm. the forgotten that Christ is internal. Yeah. And if you are not a matured Christian, you only follow the temporal things, mm -hmm. like having the luxury car, having a big house. But he said in his word that I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house. There are many mansions here. Mm. So as to tell you the norm, no amount of mansion you are having here it's not what one losing his life mm. and losing it to the devil. Right. But life internal is the best where you have abundant life. But the, as human, we believe in temporal things. So I want you to tell our people how possible it is to have a perfect life in Christ. Mm. The perfect life in Christ will come when we're with him in heaven forever for eternity someone i saw once a pastor talking about um our life and he said take a rope piece of string i think it was a piece of string maybe you saw this and take it right here and then go out this door out the window all the way around the whole earth the whole globe and all the way back into this room right so that's how long that string is all the way around the whole globe the whole world 
And then he said, put a little mark, a little tick with a marker on it. That little tick is your whole life in this world. And longer than the rest of it is eternity. So why are we living for this little black mark? Live for the rest of it. Wow, that's great. That's great. That's great. Can you tell us how long you've been a Christian? Yeah, I was, I, you know, gave my life to Jesus when I was a little girl, but then did not live that way until I was in my 20s. And even then, I, I really struggled with believing who I was in Christ, because I still thought that I was mm, like, that I was still, you know, a liar, a cheater, uh, like all the bad things that I used to be after, even after I started following God, I still believed that about myself. And then my actions and the things I struggled with in life just kept happening and happening and happening. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that I was in this bondage because I didn't um, really believe that God had changed me. I didn't embrace my identity in Christ. And, and that's back to what I said about filling your head with truth, knowing who you are, like, who does God say you are? God says that I am accepted, that I am adopted, that I am loved, that I'm his beloved, that I am free. Those are the things. And so that's why I said it's so important to fill your head with truth. Keep God's word continually in your head and live that way. Wow, that's great. So I want you to give us brief about your encounter with Christ. Have you had a personal encounter with Christ before? Uh, can you say that again? I'm sorry. I said, have you had a personal encounter with Christ before? I don't know what that means. Encounter. When you have an encounter with... Oh, encounter. Christ. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not hearing well. An encounter with Christ. So many, so, so many times. Like I said about being in the, like with my face in the carpet of the bedroom, begging God that, you know, my husband wouldn't leave. And I felt God say to me, are you still going to love me even if this happens? Like I had to come to a point where, you know, is God still God if he doesn't do that miracle that I need, that I feel like I need? And, and that was huge for me. That was a huge shift in my life. Like, is God still God if? Am I still God if I, you don't get what you want? Wow, that's great. I believe God has a plan and purpose for you. Mm. And he has a great work that he wants you to carry out in the ministry. Mm. That's why he still has you alive up to date. Yeah. And can you tell us about your ministry, how you, how you reach out to people, you touch lives? Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, I wrote a book. I felt like God wanted me to share my story and uh, I didn't want to, you know, because, because being real about all your mistakes and your past and all that stuff is really hard being vulnerable. 
it's terrifying, but um, there's a whole story about it, but I finally did listen, thankfully. And I wrote a book called Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. So it's a funny, it's funny stories about life, about raising. We have a blended family of eight boys and, and the cancer piece and just all the, and little stories about funny things, but how I saw God in those things, what God taught me through each lesson. And so I wrote that book and now I um, go to different churches and different women's events and talk to them about how to have hope in the freak show of life, because nobody's life is perfect. Like we said, and I think women a lot of times are on social media, they see this beautiful house on Instagram and they think, oh, that that person has this perfect life. But, you know, if you went into that person's house and they didn't know you were coming, there's probably dishes in their sink, laundry on their couch. You know, their life is not perfect either. It's just this outside um, facade of the perfect life that people show on social media. So I go and speak to groups of women, make them laugh, and then give them God's word about how to have hope in this life. Before we bring the meeting to a close, I would like you to tell us how we can people can reach you, can get connected to you on the social media, maybe your website, and that how they can contact you. Yeah. My website is tessscott.com. So that's easy to remember because it's my name. So T-E-S-S-S-C-O-T-T. There's three S's in the middle, .com. And from there, there's links to my Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all those that jazz uh, where you can see me usually without filters. I don't use filters. I am who I am. So there's lots of wacky pictures and stuff like that. Uh, that's a good way. And you can send, go to the contact, send me an email, and I'd love to have a chat. That's great. Thank you so much. Before we close, what do you really want our listeners to take home mm. to learn from this, your yep. story and everything? Fill your head with truth, sister. That's it. Fill your head with truth. That's a great one. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord strengthen you. We have you on this platform. It's a great honor and a great pleasure. We really enjoyed your presence here and we are blessed. And I believe all our listeners will be blessed and we'll be hoping to have you once again on this platform to talk more to our sisters, our women, and even to our uncles and brothers all over the world. Thank you so much, Test. God bless you. This is season of change, transforming your life through the power in the word of God. We so much enjoyed our guests tonight and we'll be bringing the recording to a close until we meet again on another episode. I remain your host, Joseph Jeremiah from Nigeria. Thank you, Tess. God bless you. Thanks, Joseph. God bless you. <laughs>